0: so jesus said to the jews who had believed him if you abide in my word you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free they answered him we are offspring of abraham and have never been a slave to anyone how is it that you say you will become free jesus answered them truly truly i say to you Everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me, because my words find no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father and you do what you have heard from your father. Praise God for the reading of his word. You may now be seated.
1: The title of today's sermon is True Freedom, based on John chapter eight, verses 31 to 38. Jesus declared that he is not of this world, unlike humanity. He is from above. And those who do not believe in him will die in their sin. Although Jesus has been telling the listeners who he was, not everyone understood. That is why they had to ask, who he was according to Jesus and his apostles he is the son of man son of God Messiah light of the world the Word of God the judge and God himself this we have read and studied since chapter 1 of John now Jesus continued to speak to a mixed crowd with many believing but also with those still who sought to kill him. First point, abide in his word. Let us read verses 31 and 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Again, Jesus stated that his disciples, if you are true disciples, you will abide. What does that mean? You will remain in his word. His word is truth, and the truth will set his disciples free. It follows that those who say they believe him, this is, if you get what the scripture is saying, if you believe him you have to remain in his word. You cannot say you believe him but do not stay or abide by his word. And it is by abiding in his word that we know the truth. Now later on we'll discuss of so many have used this verse especially newspapers You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And many interpretations have been put here, but allow us to explain it based on the context of the conversation between Jews, some believing, many believing, some wanting to kill him, some accusing him, and the conversation with Christ as he explained who he was, and through that engagement that conversation this came out this was addressed to those who believed in him because if we say we believe in him we must remain in his word there are those who will say i believe in jesus but will not follow what the word says that is not remaining in the word jesus told the adulterous woman Go and sin no more. We find forgiveness in Christ for whatever sin. Although some will debate that, saying that there is one sin against the Holy Spirit. But let's not discuss that now. Jesus said, go and sin no more. Meaning, those who truly believe must obey, must abide. Otherwise, what are you? You are a false disciple. You claim to be a disciple, but you are fake. Now, what are false disciples based on these two verses, based on the context, those who do not remain in his word? Because they do not know his truth. Now, knowing truth is not just knowledge, but knowing also means an intimate connection. Remember that was used in scripture when Isaac knew his wife and they had children. What did that mean? Knew her in an intimate way. There was an engagement in an intimate way. Although this is different, but you say when you know something in scripture, it's just that not just the knowledge of facts, it's a knowledge of engagement, it's a knowledge that you hold the truth close to you. Thus they are not free, but slaves to sin. Those who say they believe, but do not remain in His word. But the ones who truly believe will remain in His word, and His word is truth, and it sets us free. We'll explain more of this freedom in a while. The next discussion is about Jesus Christ explaining who are slaves and he is the Son of the Father. Take note, the Son of the Father. So, next point slave versus son. Now, here Jesus would explain that those who practice sin are slaves of sin, which means what? All humankind are slaves of sin because we all have sinned. He also expressed that if the Son sets people free, they are free indeed. He makes an inseparable connection between the truth and himself. What's the dialogue? Let's read verses 33 up to 36. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. What does that mean? They have not been sold into slavery. They paid all their debts because the, debt, the law in the Old Testament was if you cannot pay your debt, you can be sold as a slave to pay your debt. You have to serve to pay your debt. But there is freedom after a while to be debt-free. There is that emancipation in their culture and their society but even though they were under Babylon and under Persia and at this time they were under Rome they were not slaves they were not slaves but Jesus is saying I'm not talking about just you being a son of Abraham yes you may not be slaves but I'm talking about the sin problem that makes you a slave Again, there's this dichotomy of arguments where people kept thinking in the temporal and earthly manner, and Jesus explaining to them the spiritual side, the divine side of things, and sometimes that's why we don't understand scriptures, is because we're not keen on how the spiritual side is explained. how is it that you say you will become free 33 they answered him we are offspring of abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone how is it that you say you will become free jesus answered them truly truly i say to you everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin the slave does not remain in the house forever the son remains forever If the son sets you free you will be free indeed allow me to expand this with a personal view of this Uh, they say we are sons of Abraham so they're saying they are in the household of God but Jesus saying no but actually you're slaves to sin you're under Abraham but you're slaves to sin and I am the son of the father if you will be set free it is I who can set you free that is clear now he makes this connection what's the connection he said earlier the truth shall set you free and he's saying here only I the son can set you free and we know that later on he will say in John 14 I am the truth The truth and himself are inseparable. Therefore, please do not say you believe in Jesus, but you do not believe in his word. We cannot do that. We cannot say we are true disciples, true believers, if we do not follow his word. Now, I'm not saying we are sinless, but we follow his word. It means if we know we have sinned, we turn away from it. There's a difference between falling into sin without the full intention and those who willfully plans it, willfully organizes their lives to continue in sin. There's a difference when sometimes you're speaking to somebody and you suddenly spoke an unwholesome word the Bible said do not let unwholesome words come out of your mouth but some believers still have that old habit when they're surprised when they're surprised they say things they should not say it includes the private parts of human beings <laughs> that was unintentional but hopefully we train ourselves when we are surprised would you say <gasps> and not say especially Bicolano's are very fond of Of these words. Let no one hold some words. That's a sin. So we say, Oh Lord, forgive me. That is different between I'm married and I like that girl. I will pursue her. That is intentional and willful. And don't say, It was an accident. No, it was not. You're a slave to sin, a slave to your own emotions, a slave to your own lust. That's why we need Him. We need to surrender so He can set us free. And that freedom comes with the power of God, but an intent of the heart to surrender to His Word. To believe it is God empowering us, it is us believing, put those together, that's how it is. Don't say, if I were to modernize this argument, do not say you are not enslaved if you continuously practice. There's a difference between practicing sin as a practice, like a lawyer's practice, a doctor's practice. It's a consistent thing, and somebody just unintentionally sinning. But there is good news we can be set free but we have to know the truth the the Lord wanted these people who listened to him to understand the real situation yes you are free under Abraham based on human law you might be free but the truth is you are slaves one reason some of you want to kill me the murderer's intent. Then you are saying you're children of Abraham? The Jews could not believe they were slaves. They keep saying they're children of Abraham, they are free. Now, it's not enough. The genealogical perspective is not enough because, in the spiritual dimension, it does not matter. Even today, if you apply it, it does not matter if your parents are Christians and dedicated and devoted, it does not matter. Well, it matters in helping you understand the gospel, but it doesn't matter when God will judge you one day. You will not be saved because your parents were saved, because your parents were true disciples. You're not saved by that, again, because salvation is a deeply personal thing it's between God and you your family can help your church community can help we are all sinners and we must be reminded to follow God's Word because that is a struggle and the fight we have on earth we are tempted everywhere left and right let us not pretend we do not feel that temptation let us not pretend the truth it is there then since they were talking about genealogy so Jesus mentioned about the father and their father now in this conversation Jesus replied to those who claimed to be Abraham's descendants the very same people who wanted to kill him Jesus once again declared that he only speaks what his father says or what he saw from the father. But the Jews were trying to kill him, followed the words of their father. He said, I am following my father and you are following your father. But Jesus was not speaking about Abraham. No, 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 no. You'll find in 844, although that is not part of the text we're discussing now, What did he say to the Jews trying to kill him, but to all who do not believe? He says, you are of your father, the devil. Now, so not everybody is a child of God in one sense, because we are created by God in one sense. Yes, the whole humanity must look to God as father, but in a spiritual sense, no. You are of your father, the devil. Because he's a murderer and he's a liar. That's what he said. Later on, you can read that on your own. Anyone here who loves to tell lies intentionally? Shall I say it? You are of your father. No, I am not your father sorry I had to Star Wars (laughs) please edit that (laughs) but who is the father the devil is the father of lies now we must understand that we are slaves of sin and only Jesus can set us free anytime you still are so proud of the good works you've done I'm a moral person I don't hurt anybody But have you sinned? Have you lied? Have you lusted in your mind? Then you are a sinner. We are sinners. Unless we accept the fact that we are damned, condemned. That is the beginning of a realization of a need of a Savior, Jesus Christ. application number one is remain in his word we must believe in him and if we do we must remain in his word at all times if we deviate from his word and we practice continuously sin then we are not true disciples what does it mean to remain in his word we must believe and we must obey That is why we need to meditate on his word. It means it's in our minds. We think of his word. We read his word. We must read his word. We must read the Bible. And we meditate on it. And how do we read it? In context. Context of the literature. As well as you read any story should be in context. You can't take verses away from the whole context and put meaning into it. Explain the meaning based on the context. Then look at history as well. What does history say about it? What does it mean in their time? Why? Because the usage of words change over time. That's why there's that part we must research. It's not so quick. You see? You see? It says here. Wait. Usage. How did they use it during that time? No, somebody told me an interesting fact. Well, he said it's a fact, but it's worth looking at. He said the original meaning of cute was bow-legged in Tagalog, sakang. That's the original meaning. Now it's about little puppies and babies, cheeks that you can pinch that make you so happy. He's so cute. He's so cute. Now, once upon a time, when they say, you're cute, you're bow-legged. That's, all I'm saying is the story told me that it might be true, but then you need some historical research on the usage of words. Because the meaning changes over time. What's one meaning that the Philippines changed in the 70s? Bold. What does bold mean? Courage, bravery. How is it applied in the Philippines? By removing your clothes in front of the camera. That is bold. She has a bold film. So the usage of that word is different in a certain context. I mean, those days, you can't just tell somebody you must be bold. Because you say, "Uh, uh, what do you mean, I must be bold? that's why we study we fellowship and we try to learn we ask questions and there's a library downstairs for different scholarly writings be careful with the the internet you have to be selective we remain in the word point number two we have to explain application number two we have to explain freedom in Christ We must explain that only Jesus can set us free from the penalty and control of sin. You see, sin has a penalty. In the context, Jesus will be judged according to the Father. Even though he says, the judgment I will give is already done. If you don't believe in me, you are already condemned. There's a penalty for sin only through faith in christ can that penalty be removed of course that faith in involves repentance and that's the meaning of believe and obey when you obey you turn back from the sin when i say practice is sin, those who intentionally pursue it not those who like i said you unintentionally say something it's not like a planned thing or a habit it's not a practice only he can set us free he is the son who can set the slaves of sin free who are the slaves all who sinned at least once every person is a slave to sin but Jesus can set us free now allow me to segue to a little bit more modern discussion on freedom well truth and freedom nowadays there seems to be I'm not sure if there is an agenda there seems to be an intention to divide lines and they're using ideology for example making truth abstract what is that truth depends on the individual it's what you believe to be true is true and they say this is my truth imagine a world with personal truths with no established truths. Just imagine that. And that goes through different ideologies. Your truth, the truth is my truth, not your truth, therefore yours is yours and mine is mine. But we believe there is God's truth that somehow permeates the subconscious of human beings on earth in every society that's why laws were built in different societies for example do not kill well within the society if they go to war they're ordered to kill right when they go to war but within any society it's a consistent thing why because it's deep ingrained there now who's telling the truth because now you when you say you lie and then you say that's my truth What happens to the world? It's a world full of abstract truth. Then, where do we get at? The battle of genders is happening. Now, gender is my decision on what I identify with. That's a crazy ideology, by the way. You cannot go to the doctor's clinic and I ask you, male, female, oh I want to be female. Uh, We can't operate you based as your claim, you have to operate you as a male. So I'll write here as your bill, no that's your truth, but my truth is I'm a female. Okay, can you go to another hospital then? there's a cry to fight for women's rights and protection and I believe in that with all my heart but then here's a the problem but they allow those others to identify as a woman i hey, I'm not fighting for men who want to dress up like ladies okay I'm fighting we're fighting for the rights of the oppressed and they will claim to be oppressed what is truth then now let's bring that thinking to freedom isn't freedom I believe in Christ and forgiven and then I can do anything I want isn't that the real freedom ah dangerous theology by the way but some do teach that oh my Oh no! don't go looking for that church all right What is freedom? Is freedom doing anything you want? Now, it's good to understand that in a societal context, before we go back to scriptures. What is the concept of freedom? In this nation, are we free? Yes, but does our freedom have limits? Yes, but there are those who will fight for absolute freedom. What is absolute freedom means an ignoring the law that exists the law that's supposed to protect all of us ignore it and you can do whatever you want what happens to a society like that what kind of society is that Uh, worse than the Wild West because the West still follows laws the Wild West I mean in history what happens if you can do anything you want because that is your freedom and that is your truth what happened it will be gangland we will be back to what animal instincts the strong overpowers the weak those with more guns and ammo will win they were lorded over that is absolute freedom but what happens if during that is no freedom at all is no freedom at all so what is the concept of freedom for you do anything you want no the freedom in Christ has limits the penalty is removed in Christ. the power to obey is given us by the grace of God the Father our desires change but there are limits we cannot cross that why there are consequences that's why we have laws there's this preacher who said he was a missionary in Africa there was a time some of them said we will be free of the British I'm not I can't remember the exact country we will be free of the British And we can ride our bicycles in any lane we want left or right. It doesn't matter. We are free. We are free. Okay. So what if we drive our cars anywhere we want? Because I can do what I want. I'm free. Nope. You're endangering everybody else. Right? Yeah. But some who ride motorcycles still counterflow at the side, right? So dangerous. The concept of freedom in Christ is we are free, but we have the Holy Scriptures to give us those limits. And those limits protect us. Protect us. And if we play around with those boundaries, consequences, what you sow, you shall reap. There's always something that comes back to you. We are being protected from something. Like promiscuity, in the 70s, during the Vietnam War, a group of hippies started a revolution, a sexual revolution. You know their slogan? Make love, not war. And it's a community. Anybody can have sex with anybody. We are free. What are the consequences of promiscuity? There's a lot. Death is one. The spread of diseases moves faster. That's another one. Freedom. You think that's freedom? Freedom is following God's word because there's a purpose for that. Freedom is what preserving yourself till till marriage, because there's a purpose for that. There's a purpose for that. And that purpose is divine and higher than we can even think or imagine. For the sake of modern thinking, we leave scriptures. Ah, be careful. Be careful. Those who fought too much for transgenderism right now some of them fought for it a lot of women fought for it now these transgenders are entering their sports now they're pushing back but initially they said give them freedom men identifying as women joining mma for women that's a sissy and that's a coward dominating their swimming competitions but he never won anything in the men's competition again cowardice be careful what you fight for it bites you back follow the holy scriptures it bites you back sometimes it does just doesn't bite it eats you up once upon a time during our grandfathers it was cool to have children outside of marriage among friends you are cool and macho until they realize the problem what is the problem child support they're working hard and they're so old they're still working hard or you don't you rest oh I have a child And if you don't provide, ah, be careful. Be careful. Hell has no fury compared to a woman who is scorned. Be careful. She will not make you sleep. She will make you suffer psychologically. And if you have many wives, not real wives, with children there, ah, be careful about your machismo because that will eat you up one day. my wife always gives me a check you sure you don't have any children outside of wedlock I'd said they're all outside eating somewhere I don't know where they are I <laughs> will let them come in later <laughs> but if you have then what what do you do face the music be responsible for that child and stop 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 no relationship with the mother Be responsible for the child. There's freedom in Christ, but it's within the Word. Huh? Okay, are we still friends? I hope we're still friends, okay? Fathers must tell their children this, the possible consequences of following what the world thinks right now, what is modern and cultural. Oh, careful now, careful 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 what should we do last point we speak his word we must speak his word regardless of resistance the devil will manipulate people to counter the gospel but if God is our father and Jesus our sovereign and our Savior then we must speak his word on the minor stuff I do not want to debate but on the major stuff we will let the word be known to others we will make them doubt their position because we trust in the divine word of God I give you right now a piece of poetry entitled true disciple what then is a true disciple for sure it's not a mere title son of God to us he explained Thus there is wisdom to be gained. A true disciple will remain. Where? In his word and in his name. His word is truth. Truth is his word. Believe what we have read and heard. It's the truth that sets us free. The Son alone can guarantee. The slaves of sin we are and all. That is why all should heed the call. The Son of God, we must believe, we will remain and never leave. His word and his name forever and ever, we say never to be severed. Let us all rise and let us pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We believe and we pray that in our belief, in our faith, we remain. We remain in your word. We abide in your word. We follow your word. And we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. And it is the Son who sets us free. He is the truth, our Messiah, our Savior, our Lord, our Sovereign, the one who will rule forever and ever the son of man the word of God God himself who became flesh we live in a temporal world yet allow us to see the spiritual dimension of your word about sin and freedom forgiveness faith repentance and truth Teach us to be grounded in the truth. Thank you, Lord. May we speak the truth. May we be unashamed of the gospel willing to boldly engage others yet humbly engaging them knowing it is your truth not ours but we embrace it we embrace the truth of jesus christ thank you may the grace of the lord jesus christ the love of the father and the fellowship of his spirit be with you all God's people say. Amen. God bless you. Good morning.